morning um so the question is is confession of sins to ministers or our fathers in the lord right or is it biblical <clears throat> now by the word biblical there are two things the two meanings that is that attached to that word to say a word is biblical number one you mean you may mean that is it in the bible <clears throat> when you say something is something in the bible or yes is it biblical um that one may not be a standard that something is in the bible something is recorded in the bible does not make it a standard so for that one to say is something biblical by saying is it in the bible um maybe for research purpose yes of course that that many is okay but if it is to make it a standard it may not be okay we need to get the message that is being passed across through that story so the second meaning of is it biblical means is it according to biblical standard and by the word biblical standard we mean that is it the will of god uh so let's go on uh we will try to go through um most of the places where the word confession confess or uh, confessing occurs in the bible uh, we have like 44 places where they occur in the bible uh, so we'll, well we will not go through all the 44 because there are some that are repetition or not necessary not really really necessary so uh, we will start from we will start from um, leviticus chapter 5 verse 5 to 6 leviticus chapter 5 verse 5 to 6 i will be reading from um, the message bible for this particular uh, quotation so he said when you are guilty immediately confess the sin that you have committed and bring as your penalty to god for the sin you have committed a female lamb or goat from the flock for an ab- absolution offering um i think kjv calls it um, sin offering or something so in this way the priest will make atonement for your sin now he said we should bring uh, our penalty to god when we sin when we are guilty or when we feel guilty number one we should confess then bring something for the atonement or for the absolution offering of our sin so <clears throat> yes that that was a standard in the old testament uh, then by saying we should bring something to god in the old testament means that you will come to the priest or an intermediary somebody who stands between you and the and god a representative of god on earth like a priest prophet um or levite so let's go on but if that's the case i i would like to ask a question that why did achan confess to joshua and was killed yet a question why did achan confess his sin to joshua and was killed yet because he confessed to the man of god in town as a then which was joshua so i believe you will know the story but if not let's quickly go through it same message version 
Joshua chapter 7 verse 19 to 26. I read from here. Joshua spoke to Achan, My son, give glory to God, the God of Israel. Make your confession to him. Tell me what you did now. You are making confession to God, but you are telling me what you did. So, which means this in a kind of um, agreeing with the father, you should confess to your father in the Lord or minister. So, don't keep back anything from me. Wow. So, tell me everything that happened. Now, Achan answered Joshua, it is true. I sinned against God and God of Israel. This is how I did it. In the plunder, I spotted a beautiful shiner robe. 200 shekel of silver and 50 shekel of bar of gold and I coveted and took them. They are buried in my tent with the silver at the bottom. Joshua sent off messengers. They ran to the tent and there it was buried in the tent with the silver at the bottom. They took the stuff from the tent and brought it to Joshua and to all the people of Israel and spread it out before God. Now Joshua told Achan, son of Zeran, took the silver, the robe, and the gold bar, and the son and daughters, the sons and daughters, his ox, donkey, sheep, and tents, everything connected with him. All his all Israel was there. They led them off to the valley of Ankor, troubled, which is called Trouble Valley. Joshua said. Why have you troubled us? God will now trouble you today. Uh-uh. I thought I just confessed my sin. Today, and all Israel stoned him and burned him with fire and stoned him with stones. They piled a huge pile of stone over him. It is there. It is still there. Only then did God turn from his hot anger. So when they killed him, when he faced the consequence of his sin, despite the fact that he confessed, that was when God, after he faced the consequence, that was when God now turned from his hot anger. That that is how the place became the trouble valley right of him. So that's it. Now the question I asked earlier, I'm asking again, why did Achan confess to Joshua and still was killed? So it means here there is a message this place is passing that confession really really is not the trouble whatsoever you do you will face the consequence that's what uh, this thing is trying to uh, portray to to me now, there might be other things but the number one thing i see here is that it was his sin that revealed him a lot of people had died before this um, before this incident before joshua uh, Joshua approached Achan. In fact, it was they casted the lot, and the lot located him. So it was a research that located him, not because he was feeling guilty in the first place. It was when he was caught in a corner that um, he had to confess. So, or if we say that that it was a sin that um, he was caught in a corner. Okay, what about um, David? David. Who, who, who coveted Uriah's wife and the prophet Nathan came to him and um, revealed this sin he too he confessed and he still faced the consequence despite the fact that he confessed but we were told that um, if we confess our sin and make sacrifice 
that um, our sin will be forgiven or something like that. So, um, in the Old Testament, when something, when an accusation is laid against you first, then there is trouble. So, for example, Naboth, when um, he, he has a, a vineyard and Ahab converted it, he could not give it to Ahab and um, Jezebel uh, set up two witnesses, two or three witnesses to to yes to speak against him about uh, him he was a blasphemer something like that just because in a form a, a, an accusation was laid against him he, he had to face the consequence so when something located you when your sin found you out your confession or no confession does not matter okay so if that's the case the question we we'll ask now is that is confession all about sin is confession all about sin must i only confess when i committed a sin so that leads us to first king chapter 8 verse 33 to 34 he said i'm reading from nkjv when your people israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you and when they turn back to you and confess your name this person is talking to god when your people god god when your people israel are defeated before an enemy um, yes because they have sinned against you and turn back to you and confess not their sin but your name and confess your name and pray and make supplication to you in his temple in this temple then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel. This was when they were making a dedication of the temple they just built by Solomon. And it was Solomon speaking here. And it was one of the best days in Israel when they had a temple, when the temple was built in the name of the Lord. So, <clears throat> uh, yes, in the time of Moses, it was a tabernacle. Now it was a temple an immovable temple so it was a great day and what they said all they said there were very very important so they sinned against god they confess his name this is an idea this is a new testament idea which we will get to um, as soon as possible so now uh but what about um what proverbs said in proverbs 28 verse 13 proverbs 28 verse 13 that says that he who covers his sin will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy will receive mercy uh, so you mean if i sin i should confess jesus name okay what about cover is is that not covering my sin okay who who will clear this out now number one is that he said he who con- um, confesses his sin confesses his sin to who i i think the, this one is related to your question confessing your sin to who who do you offend who are you confessing to or is this person very much concerned will he help me to 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 work against this sin so don't worry let's continue uh so it's just to tell you that i bear that place in mind he who con, con, um, confesses his sin and uh, covers his sin will not prosper but you who confesses and forsakes them will have mercy now does that ring a bell uh, about um john the baptist kind of ministry okay we'll get there let's go on 
So Leviticus chapter 4, verse 25 to 26. Leviticus 4, 25 to 26. And the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, put it on the horn of the altar of burnt offering, and pour its blood at the base of the altar of the burnt offering. And he shall burn all its fat on the altar, like the fat of the sacrifice of peace offering. This is just talking about trying to make up for your sin. So the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. Now he's talking about maybe if an elder or someone commits a sin, discovers he has sinned, uh, he has sinned. So he comes to the to the priest for atonement. These are the things we would do. So. Wow. So, uh, but we are in New Testament. We don't have priests. What should we do? How should we take it? Or how should we take this part of the scripture? We must get this very important that New Testament should not be thrown away. New Testament, um, Old Testament should not be thrown away. Old Testament is also relevant. It's just that the way we read it is very, very important and should be very sensitive. So, this thing that I just read out in Leviticus chapter 4, verse 25 and 26 should have a, a reflection since old testament is a shadow then what is the real object so um if you have read the old book of hebrew then you get this very very clear now i'm reading hebrew hebrew 4 verse 13 to 16 he said and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are naked and open in the eyes of him who we must give account now what's this place saying is that nothing is hidden from the eyes of God whatsoever we do in the secret or under the bed or under the sea anywhere anytime in the midnight for example I'm, I'm making this recording in the midnight God is looking at me and God is here I believe God is here with me and he's active he's not sleeping he's not dozing so he's seeing everything now where is confession very important confession is important because you are agreeing with god that he sees you you are telling him or whosoever you are talking to that this is the truth and that the truth is looking at me the truth will judge me in the end but before the truth judges me in the end i am coming forward now i am i am opening myself up to the truth that the truth should purge me that the truth should see that no i am not ashamed i am not ashamed too ashamed to yes i'm ashamed of my sin but i'm not too ashamed to to talk about it not just talk about it to people but to identify that i am weak and he's strong i am a liar he's truthful i am unfaithful he's faithful i uh, who is faithful god god is truthful god is god is uh, um uh yes is righteous now uh, when it comes to okay for example confessing as a wife to husband or husband to wife we are telling the other party that hello you are more right than me on this matter that's what we see as confessions because we will give account in the end so i'm read uh, i continue reading from 14 now it says seeing then that we have a great high priest wow so is is pointing us to something that we just read in uh, leviticus chapter 4 verse 25 said for seeing then that we have what a great high priest who has passed through heavens jesus the son of god let us let us hold fast our confession wow 
let us hold fast our confession now for we do not have an high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness and what is he saying before is that an high priest must identify with your weakness must understand what you are going through must feel what you feel yes he's dedicated to god but he, at the same time he must share in the feeling you have the urges that led you to that sin that high priest must be having it though he must not sin at least in the old testament it he must be clean before he does that before he, do, he does the atonement for you on your behalf before he, he stand in the gap between you and god he must have been cleaned maybe by killing a, a bull himself so but he must identify with your weakness he must know that ah this is a weakling this man is not perfect because i am not uh, jesus christ said don't call me um, good because there is no, uh, there's no good. So, which means that he is trying to identify with human flesh, with human being. He's trying to um, let us know that, see, I know what you are going through. I am there with you. I know how you feel. So, let us come, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So it's just identify with um, what we have gone through. In the Old Testament, when you committed a sin, you come to the priest with your lamb or with whatsoever the requirement, and you lay your hand on the head of the animal to transfer your sin or to to lay claim that it was the animal that is taking my place because the wages of sin is death. Something has to die or someone has to die. So this animal is dying on my behalf. So that was Old Testament. That's the purpose of confession. That's the purpose of confession. Number one, to identify that you're a sinner and that you are you are you are weak, and it's not only you, everybody, including that priest. But so but when that priest approaches the animal, it doesn't look at you as the sinner, it looks at the animal. It doesn't look at you in that Old testament they look they have their gaze on the animal they kill the animal and they do the necessary things so also god looks at jesus christ as the lamb of god and um, he's not looking at you as the sinner so far you come in his name come confessing in his name in identifying with him so God looks at Jesus as the sinner, then you as the righteous man. This is just mystery and is a miracle that we experience. So, but sir, you have not answered my question. Can I confess to minister or to my father in the Lord? Now, the purpose first, number one purpose, which I have cleared is that you are confessing, you are coming to the priest because he is the one to make the atonement for you. He is the one to make the atonement for you. But thank God, we now have the great high priest who is Jesus Christ. But sir, can I still, can I still confess this my sin to him? Can I still um, identify, uh, can I still, yes, can I still confess my sin to him? Don't worry, we'll settle that. But let's go. Confession, I've said earlier that confession is not all about talking about your sin in the old testament now let's confirm that in the new testament 
Acts chapter 23 verse 8. Acts 23 verse 8. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection. That's their belief. That's the difference between Pharisees and Sadducees. And no angel or spirit. But the Pharisees confess both. Wow. They confess angel. They confess spirit. They confess resurrection. They confess that it's possible to come back from death. Sadducees don't confess that. So here we see that confession is not always talking about sin. Okay. Okay. Let's let's proceed. Mm, okay. First John. First John chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. And this one is a link in between his confession all about sin and what's the stand of that minister that i think i can confess to or what's what's his position before me or before god then or your father in the lord so this is a a bridge is like a bridge between those two points now number one uh, verse one um, of first john chapter four verse one to three <sighs> behold and um, beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets are gone out into the world now here let's just quickly bury ourselves into this um, scripture forget confession for now if it says many false prophets have gone into the world as a day more than two thousand years ago now it would have been you know in positive comparative and superlative good better best now many more most so at least we should have many if we have many then we have more now or most most or more prophets more than many that are false have gone out into the world so it means that we should be careful who we approach to be our prophets or minister of God or father in the Lord no, I'm not laying a claim or suspecting whoever your father in the Lord is no that's not what I'm saying but let's just follow me verse 2 by this you know the spirit of God that is by this you know if this person carries the spirit of God or is ministering by the spirit of God so you see that of these two you see that he's ministering by the spirit of God or he carries the spirit of God so well what do you mean I can minister, I can carry the spirit of God and yet not minister by him but I'm, I'm a minister by my experience my by my exposure and my experience sometimes cannot be the stand may not be the standard so because um, Jesus Christ Jesus Christ um, rebuked um, James and John for for saying they will call down fire on, uh, on the Samaritan he said you do not know the spirit you are made of Wow so they carry a spirit and they are ministering by another spirit the spirit of Elijah okay let's go on so every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is of God Wow ah, it's easy now even for a false prophet to say Jesus come in the flesh so it's not here we will see that then we should suspect what confess the word confess means here. Yes, we will be fooled again because 
first prophet can say jesus has come in the flesh in fact let me give you an example that guy darin a madman who who was at the tomb that jesus christ was approaching him he ran towards jesus and said jesus the son of god wow and the evil spirit mentioning the name of jesus so what does he have to say he said what have i done to um what have i to do with you do not cast me into um the abyss but cast me into the the swine the swine of pigs what's that say that demon identified jesus in a bodily form but that's what this place is saying or is that not what this place is saying every spirit that does not confess jesus christ has come in the flesh is not of god so what was what's he saying here what's the point here does that have to do with confess like say it with your mouth and say give an expression jesus has come in the flesh maybe no because we have seen a demon saying that and it's not of god and yet the demon said that so what's what's this place saying then we should know that then it will mean that that spirit that is ministering through that man of god minister is confirming the fact that jesus has come now and has come here that is talking about you know this is after jesus christ has come back to heaven jesus christ has returned back to heaven here where this uh, bible verse is written some years tens of years after the ascension of jesus was when this one is written so he's now saying ah but just to follow or so now we should have somebody that will stand in gap in between me and god but in this place is saying no you still must agree that priest must still agree that jesus has come in the flesh that is jesus is still here in a bodily form where where is he where is he hiding is he hiding inside you is he hiding inside your flesh no not in my flesh but in the flesh what do you mean which means that do you have a flesh too yes then jesus has come in your flesh because your body is the temple of the holy spirit so if you have the holy spirit maybe you should not come to me wow what do you mean okay let's read on and this is the spirit of antichrist wow antichrist what's the meaning of antichrist Antichrist means two things. It means he's trying to replace Christ or is going against Christ. He's trying to replace Christ or is going against Christ. So, but let's talk about the replacement of Christ. Replacement of Christ means he is trying to show you that I am the anointed one. That's the meaning of Christ. Christos means the anointed one. Christ, it means the anointed. So I am the anointed man of God. So which means... Uh, what do you mean where are you driving this word to it means that i can do the work of christ like standing in between you and god eh so if if that is wrong then it means that you must first connect with god um psalm 51 i've forgotten that verse but it's not long he said uh, and when david was quoting that place that you are the only one i i have offended he just killed another man's wife 
he killed a man's wife and he was saying it was God that he offended. But does that, what's, that, uh, what's the significance of that? It doesn't mean that you just do anything and you, do, you go and confess to God and you don't make, um, you don't make correction among men. You, of course, you must do. You must make a correction. That's what some people call restitution, atouche, coming back to people and correcting the things you have done wrong. Okay, let's come back to Antichrist. Which you have heard that was coming and is now ready in the world, is already in the world. So these are false Christ. Those who are standing in gap between you and God, just like the Old Testament priest, who on your behalf make atonement. Okay. Alright, if you don't understand this, maybe you should try and contact me for more explanation. I don't want to stay so much on this, believing that you understand. Let's go on. Okay, if that's the case, what about James chapter 5 verse 14 to 20? James 5 14 to 20, it talks about we should go to elders to confess our sin to one to another so that we can be healed of a sickness well what about that uh, yes let's go there that's james 5 14 to 20 i'm reading from nkjv is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church uh, wait and let them pray over him anoint him with oil in the name of the lord now wait oh if i'm sick i should go to elders but you just told me that i should not make any man the intermediary between me and God. This is what is going on. Before that verse, he has talked about, is anyone uh, afflicted? Let him pray. So, if that, let's assume that prayer, you've prayed, 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 and is, there seems to be no answer, then go to, he now said, go to elders of the church. What does that mean? Hey, how I wish we have time to first explain what the church of then means it's not hierarchical like we have today they are brethren who even have their churches in homes not in church building in new testament yes they go to temple but it was only the jewish christians that go to the temple um colossians chapter 2 i think verse 5 6 7 8 9 either of them it says that no one should um no one should condemn you or should judge you on holy days the days you should go to a temple um of meat or drink or no one should do that to you so because then they were moved um, a mobile body of christ as a then you you're a walking church you don't go to church because you are church so church gather so when they say elders of the church it means experienced people in the church those who have matured who by the reason of the word of god are matured so we are mates in christ we are one in christ but when it comes to exposure the bible said great uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god some people have heard the word of god than some people some people are more experienced than some people. Now, you remember what um, Apostle Paul said in Corinthians that is 
can all do healing can all prophesy can all uh, speak in tongues of course the answer was no there so can all these elders and uh, do all these elders have healing gift no so what why should i go to them then for uh, healing is because there are two ways healing can be done healing can be done through the gifts or through maturity in faith because it can it continue that the prayer um let me let me uh-huh, the verse 15 it said and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the lord will raise him up so prayer of faith we we save the sick those who have the gift of healing don't pray for your healing they lay your their hand on you and ask you to rise up in jesus name they lay their hand on you and ask you to be healed in jesus name why because they have the gift we remember um that be, uh, man at the beautiful gate he said such as i have that was what peter said to him such as i have i give unto you silver and gold we have none but such as i have so he knows he has that gift he, he has obtained that gift from god but these people they pray this is a prayer of faith to save the sick why because they might not have the gift of healing but by the virtue of maturity in faith they can pray for the healing of that sick person why because they are mature that's why he used the word elders for them i don't know if you get it now if he has committed sin he will be forgiven here he has not confessed and full stop now he now continue in verse 16 says the book of james is a book a whole book it was not divided into chapters and verses as at then it was after thousand more than one thousand years that they did this division into chapter and verse okay so let's continue maybe they are connected of course they are confess your trespasses one to another old kjv call it your fault nlt call it your sins okay and pray for one another now who should i confess to one another he has changed the topic here he didn't say confess your trespasses to the others Ah. wow he said confess your trespasses to one another that is if we are here three i will tell you my fault i will tell two of you my fault then you will tell two of us our uh, your fault then the other person will tell both of us his fault so it means uh, it's like sharing food among three people four people five people is telling people how weak you are confessing your fault what you have done confess your inadequacy your limitation your yes confess them one to another to one another and pray for one another that is you pray for yourselves like joining hands praying maybe you are five in number number one person will confess number two confess number three why because you want to join together you want to join your faith together and experience the perfection power of god together this is church this is the definition of church it's not a one-man mopo where one person will sit on the throne 
and people will be coming to him to confess no even that so-called minister can also confess to you but there is a system of how all of you will deal with that sin because if you guys are not matured in how to handle weakness it's possible one of you will go and be telling people all about hmm, she told me that this is what she did no this is for the purpose of helping one another the next verse elijah was a man with a nature like us so you what here is not exalting elijah as a big man no he's exalting he is putting him in a condition of a normal human being like us and he prayed earnestly that he would reign and it did not oh sorry before the ledger i missed a statement now confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much but you just said one to another why is this a a righteous man what it means is that one of you will be more right on this matter than others so when you confess your fault one to another you need a man who is more okay who has by the virtue of tests error rise and falling has overcome that issue he has learned some tactics maybe through prayer and the teaching of holy ghost and the help of god the principles that that help a man to change so that righteous man will be a strength for the rest of you but one to another not to that person not confess your trespass to the righteous man no one of you has more strength on that issue on that matter so it is the strength of that man maybe in his prayer or in his counsel that is needed so the is effectual fervent prayer god you have done this thing for me you have helped me to overcome this issue so lord for this my brother or my sister i'm asking i'm connecting my faith with him that this expectation of righteousness will also come on him in the name of jesus christ you all say amen so elijah was a man like a nature like us he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months wow so it means that elijah was a different man he he separated himself if we remember the story he separated himself from the wrong standard so he could pray him alone could pray and such a thing could happen so a righteous man among you could pray not righteous or and but on that issue it's been a while he committed that he he, he has overcome that not totally not not that it's not possible for him to fall again but he has the strength than you is no more a problem an issue for him or a point of struggle like you or like before so he could pray and something we have just like elijah 
could pray and something could happen and if okay brethren if any among you wander from the truth and someone turns him back not he's not talking about the big man here someone just someone turns him back let him know that he who turns the sinner from error of his way we save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sin so it means the what is this saying is encouraging you that it may not even be you that has the sin on your neck but you should also help someone help someone out of his issue help, help someone out of his problem and that leads us to what jesus christ said and this one is more is re-emphasizing the fact that we are not we are not the savior here we are not the intermediary here we are just helping one another what i am doing now i'm i'm helping one another someone can help me too i can receive this teaching too it will help me too i will listen to it also because it's by the strength and grace of god that this is happening so i we should help one another now uh, matthew chapter 18 verse 15 to 17 what jesus christ said i'm reading kjv version moreover if your brother sins against you go tell him his fault between you and him alone wow but in um jethro's model jethro in the um, old testament you go and report him to the priest maybe to the prophet maybe to the king you go and report but this one says go back to him this person has the spirit of god you should be humble the fruit of the spirit one of the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit is humility is gentleness is meekness is self-control so go and meet him you and him alone if he hears you you have gained your brother is there in Genebe, the verse we just read james 5 verse 20 now but if he will not hear you if he will not hear take with you one or two more i think we should go to the prophet i think we should go to the minister if he's not going with me then i think i should go and report him to the minister but he said no don't do like jethro's model jethro was the father-in-law of moses who advised moses that moses oh, don't kill yourself appoint elders who will be attending to these issues this problem this disagreement this argument between um children of israel as you kill yourself there are too many so that important more important matters will be brought to you but jesus christ said no if we will not hear you take with you two or more still go like brethren if he sees two or more people that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established word may be established what does that mean it means that it doesn't mean that you want to make sure he's wrong but two or more people who should be able all of them should not support evil should not support just one man but they will support the truth they should be able to say the truth they should be able to identify with the truth so it will expose the wrong the wrong side if he refuses to hear them then tell it to the church wow uh, where's the pastor 
Where is the prophet? Where is the man of God? Where is it tell it to the judge? But if he refuses even to hear the judge, do you go to the pastor yet? Tell, then let him be to you like a unheading or a tax collector. That's what Jesus said. So here, Jesus is not seen an intermediary. That's the point. I mean, it doesn't mean there shouldn't be a pastor in the church. But even the pastor, you are all brethren. He is not so exalted. He is not antichrist. Antichrist is someone replacing the position of Christ or directly attacking the people of God. So, wow. Wow. This is what Jesus said. So, what do we say now? What do we do? Okay, let's let's move on. Uh, I'm reading First um, John chapter one, verse eight to ten, because it's also talk about confessing your sin. Now, I'm starting from verse eight. It said, "If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us." So. A proof that the truth is in you is when you identify your errors, when you identify your mistake, when you speak about your mistake. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, now I think you should know to who. When I am wrong, I confess to God. But if this thing lingers on, I'm falling every time, then I need brethren. Yes, of course I need God. But it means I can't undo it myself. So I need people to help me with that issue. So you will be selective, very, very selective. You know those who are matured enough to help you on this issue that's why fellowship with one another he has said it in previous verses which uh, i don't want us to take much time so having fellowship with one another you've known people you've known those who who can help on this matter or the other so you confess to them not confess the like they should forgive you or they should but they want to help you they want, if that issue is lingering, maybe stronger than you, you need brethren. Because we need one another. If one hand is trying to carry an object and the object is too heavy, you need the help of the other hand. So that's it. If we say that we have not seen, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I just read verse 10. So wow. So it means that confession as what does confession means? Confession in New Testament means homologio in Greek. The word that is and translated to mean confession means homologio or exomologio. But here in um, First John chapter one verse nine is using homologio. What is the meaning of homologio? First. Let's first check what are the words in KJV that confess is translated into, homologio is translated into. Number one, homologio is translated to mean confess. 
in 17 places in the old new testament 17 places homologio it also it is also translated to mean profess to profess something to say something from your mouth like um some a truth a, a truth about the truth about something in 30 times in the old testament and uh, new testament i mean it is also translated to mean promise one time translated to mean give times one time translated to mean confession is made you remember in romans chapter 10 he said them um, confession is made unto salvation with mouth confession is made unto salvation and there is talking about confess jesus not confess your sin so which is reemphasizing the fact that sometimes it doesn't have to be seen but and it's also translated to mean acknowledge to acknowledge something that is to agree or to be aware and say it out and in one time so altogether homologio was used 26 times by the writers of the new testament exomologio means is also translated to mean confess eight times thank two times promise one time so which means both of them can be used interchangeably or the same way so homologio what's the meaning homo means the same like homonym homophone yes homo means same 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 now logio means speech something you say so say the same thing so it may mean say the same thing that you have done or say the same thing that god believe about you or say the same thing uh about jesus christ what god called jesus call him to say the same thing that jesus christ went through about you for example jesus has died for my sin and rose up from the dead i am crucified with him he died in place of me that's confession so it is not only about sin we are too sin conscious and that is why sin does not leave our camp whatsoever you say too much or every time he has the tendency of relating with you when you are a good anal- analyst of of sin then it won't leave your camp but when you are seen because the the eyes of god does not behold sin he does not look at sin he knows you have sinned he is aware of your sin he is identified with it but with you but he is not um he's not looking at it he is holy so what does god say about your sin is what you should say about your sin what is the stand of god about your sin is should be um, um what god's stand is about your sin it should be your own stand what god is saying is what you should say about your sin now uh, what god what was god saying about my sin well uh the bible said in book of romans chapter 5 verse 1 therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom verse 2 also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope 
of glory not only that but we have glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and like that like that like that so what am i saying is that you have been justified by faith not by what you have done but what christ has done and when this is making meaning to you the strength to overcome sin will be be pouring on you what does that mean so what do i do be christocentric so everything you want to know should be all about jesus christ jesus christ as the center of your heart the center of your life so that is what you should pay attention to that is what you should uh, give a uh, focus on so i believe you get that so again confess your sin one to another i believe you've understood uh, where it's coming from so when do i confess and how do i confess i confess when i because i need human being not that i'm confessing to them but i need their help we need to help ourselves so that is why i need to confess i need their help the focus is not the same the focus is uh the strength to overcome your over uh, to overcome is what you are doing not that um you you want to you want him to stand in gap between you and god god has already forgiven you through jesus christ through the lord jesus christ the bible said therefore being justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ you have peace with god you don't have problem with god but you might still have problem with yourself or problem with men because we are human beings and because we are weaklings there are things that we fall into once in a while not because we want to not because we are willing to do you get it not because we want to sin but because as humans sometimes we are not conscious of jesus christ sometimes once in a while we are not conscious of the fact that we have uh, if we are not uh, how would i put it now we are not conscious of the fact of staying in him staying being conscious of him being uh, acknowledging ourselves being aware of jesus christ if that is not the point if that's not uh the case sometimes we fall but you, when you are conscious of the presence of a great man beside you you don't do any help but once in a while because of daily activities pressures uh, pl- uh, pressures from people and pleasures of um enjoyment of certain things maybe money or or fame or hodges sometimes human beings fall prey of some standard so you have to confess that jesus is the standard not me so 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 just like the king confessed when he, he threw um, shadrach Meshach, and abednego into uh, the lake of fire when they were brought out or when he asked them to come out not brought out because the those who threw them into the fire died when he asked them to come out he declared something to the public that no god should be served except the god of shadrach meshach and abednego that's a confession it means that what he has done the 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 image he has created was wrong that's a confession but he didn't talk about what he did wrong 
should that mean that we should not talk about what we did no 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 that's not what i'm saying and a thinking is not our standard especially in the old testament so what do we do we identify that we have sinned we identify with our weakness because we do not have an high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity but we should not be so ashamed to come into his presence the bible said therefore let us come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in time of need we need him we need his grace so if that is if that is cleared then uh, i'm glad thank you very much so should i the question again should i confess to ministers uh, the father in the lord is it biblical well the answer should be seen in the light of the word of god don't confess to the minister because he's an intermediary between you and god no but because he's matured to help you on that matter but do not forget he's human too so don't make him the messiah um he should rather be seen as a brethren who can help maybe he has some experience he has some things he can do about it so um i believe that is clear then just see the question in light of the scriptures we have read thank you very much